Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Steve Rosenblum. We suck, so your self-quarantine doesn't have to. Mark Grody. I think there will be lasting derivatives of this once we get through it, and hopefully we will. Um, with minimal damage, that um, people will be more aware, honestly, of washing their hands and um, Good thing. and apparently wiping. Apparently wiping. They suck, so you don't have to. They can do what they have to do. They know what they have to do. Now they don't have any problem getting it done. Founding members of the WB Club. Wake and bake. Come on. Where's Toby? So I'm practicing, you know, social distancing, and I have a few tips for everybody, you know. You know, no sharing pipes or joints, things like that. The three words that describe this show, and I quote, Stink. Stank. Stunk. It's Saturday Suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Welcome in. Saturday Suckage, holiday version. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde with you. Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Thank you for spending this holiday with us because Mark Rohde, as you know, it's finally good to get a chance to spend a couple hours at home. How are you? (laughs) You got a day, maybe you had yesterday, you could finally get some of that much-needed time alone at home. Right. I thought about the same thing. Like, (laughs) does anybody actually deserve days off as if everybody really needed this holiday? Here we all are, quarantined in our homes, not working. There is no traffic, so we were right back full circle, but... Happy Independence Day to you and to everybody listening. No taxation without representation. That's what we always say on this particular program. Uh, hope Since everybody. When? Uh, I don't know. When did I, we since... say that? Five <laughs> seconds ago? Yeah, as of 11.02 on a. <laughs> what is today? Today is a Saturday. It today is a Saturday, yeah. Saturday. That I can keep Saturday totally Saturday. straight. But there is uh, there is baseball being practiced in our great, big, beautiful city. I could almost hear the balls being hit on the north side. I don't have a south side view from my place, but but just know that baseball is being practiced, and I like it. Now, were the baseballs that were hit on the north side, did they come from Aloy Jimenez on the south side? Was he hitting them that far? Because he usually finds a way to stick it to the Cubs. And Thanks, Cubs! Another, yeah, this was another... This is another bad week for Theo's worst trade, don't you think? Yeah, I think this pretty much, as if it wasn't clinched, this kind of puts it out in terms of Jose Quintana and probably. Yeah, yeah, Jason Benetti. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, it's Jose Quintana and his cutter. Yeah, it just. Yeah, it just brings it up again. And the default right now for Jose Quintana is that, hey, he 
he eats innings. That is, to me, that is on the same level of being a quarterback manager, a quarterback who manages the game. Like, that's what the that's what it defaults to. That's what we're down to with Quintana. Like, oh, he really hasn't been that great. And he's, he's really a fourth or fifth starter is the way it's worked out with the Cubs. He's not as good as he was. But he eats innings. So that that's where we are with Jose Quintana as far as ranking him as a part of the Eloy Jimenez Dylan C's deal. That is such a good comparison. That's that's the worst compliment you can pay for yep. a guy who was right. It wasn't he he had gone from the ace of the Sox to well now he eats innings. He's beating out Tyler Chatwood and Alec Mills, and now he's not. So. Speaking of quarterbacks, this is just so Bears. This is just so Matt Nagy. This is a this is a week in which everything, not everything, but so much caught up to him in the quarterback position here and around the league. In case you missed the news that started coming out last night, the NFL is now going to consider the NFL Players Association recommendation to cancel the entire preseason. Now, understand the NFL cut it from four games to two recently. Now, after the union's board of player representatives voted on Thursday to ask the league to cancel the entire preseason, that's what they forwarded to the NFL, and the NFL is looking to consider it because they're just trying to limit the number of opportunities to contract the contagion, spread the contagion, unless it's in games that count. So here's where your guy, interim Bears coach Matt Nagy is, Mark Grody. He's a guy who went from, who is now facing a quarterback competition, facing a quarterback competition between a guy who's never thrown to these receivers in this offense versus a guy you never want to see throw to these receivers again. So Foles versus Trubisky. Now Matt Nagy wants a full-on preseason so he can use all the games to evaluate his quarterbacks, whereas last year he wanted no preseason because he didn't believe in it, and he got it reversed. Now what happens? Who's your Bears starting quarterback, Mark Rohde? It's Mitchell Trubisky. I was saying this yesterday, that even with two preseason games, that ain't enough to hold a quarterback competition. With training camp, it's going to be different. We know. We don't know what it's going to look like. I don't have the directives yet, the bullet points on exactly what the players will be allowed to do, won't be allowed to do as far as practicing, but it's not going to be the same. They're not going to have full padded practices, and they're not going to be allowed to, you know, to bump. I mean, there's, there's going to be very little... Um, you know, contact, period. So you can't, you just can't. You can't even, even with with the way it is now, with two preseason games, with training camp the way I think is going to be, you really can't hold, there, there, there's not enough time. As smart as Nick Foles is, as bright as he is, as fast as he can pick things up, that ain't enough time for Foles. So it is going to be Trubisky, even if there's two games. And, you know, it would further state my case if there's, there's zero games. So... It's Trubisky. So if 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 what you're saying is right, it sounds totally logical that you'd you'd have to limit the the thudding of a training camp. Then Matt Nagy would and the Bears and the quarterback competition would be further reduced and further narrowed to impossibility because they couldn't even have their own defense, a very good defense and not know what's coming. Because, you know, in training camp, they, they set the offense, tells the defense what it wants. A lot of stuff is scripted. But if you said to Chuck Pagano, no scripting. You just run what you're going to run to beat this team, this line, these receivers, especially the quarterbacks. I want to see how they react. It's the closest we're going to get to a game. So if that even that gets limited, if the Bears are without even that, then I guess you're you're going back to the last man standing on Soldier Field, and that would have been Mitchell Trubisky, no matter how much nobody wanted to see that. So that's is that your math? Is that your um, theory of reduction? Yeah, and just hope that Trubisky, and it's not out of the question. I mean, it hope that Trubisky does make the next step that whatever he's done so far in the offseason whatever learning they have done on zoom whatever they are able to get done 
when training camp hopefully starts on July 28th, that Trubisky has gone up another step and, you know, that the defense returns to being elite, not just good, but to an elite level. Now, you know, if Trubisky begins the season, I think he will, Trubisky begins the season and it looks anything like it did last year, then, then yeah, you're going to see Foles quickly. Ideally, you would hope that that wouldn't happen for a few weeks just to really let Foles practice more with these guys and get used to... T- I mean, that's such a big thing is getting used to individual tendencies of the receivers. That's the part that Foles can't study. You know, that's the part that he's got to do and practice. So you hope that if, if it goes badly for Trubisky, it doesn't happen until maybe the fourth or fifth game of the season. But yeah, I mean, right now, man, uh, I do see it as Trubisky being the starter. What What do you think? You think it's Trubisky too, or do you think that it's Foles and that's it? I, I think there are two things going on here that you can't, you can't imagine it's a full season. It's a regular season. You, you just can't because I, in my world, every sport's going to try to play and no sport will finish. I just think that's the way the NFL, NBA, NHL, and baseball are going to go. I just don't see them finishing because we've gotten so many reports about players testing positive. Baseball's had the best. Only 1.2% of the players tested have been positive for the virus. But I do think that we are going to see once these have all been voluntary situations. Now it's going to be mandatory. I just expect the numbers to go up. And I do think that the, the sports will start, but not finish. So if, football gets started which is a big if and I mean if the regular season gets started around Labor Day then you're not you almost have to coach as if you're not going to have a 16 game season I have no idea what the NFL would do on the back end but look at what the NHL is trying to do and the NBA are trying to do they're they never played they did not play a full season but they're still trying to hand out a trophy so the NFL has to approach it the same way. NFL coaches have to approach it the same way. You were talking four or five games for Trubisky. I'm talking two quarters. If he sucks in the first half of the first game and you're Matt Nagy and you and you don't replace him, I don't know if you get to keep your job the next week. I just think there's a greater urgency. Every coach coaches as though that day's game is the only thing that matters. Even if Matt Nagy doesn't know what's going on in front of him a lot of times, if he can't see the game in front of him, I don't see how you let it get past the first half if he sucks. That's the way I, I, I see it. I place greater urgency on getting it done based on what we've seen other sports going on. What makes you feel confident you're going to get to the fourth or fifth game? Have the luxury, Mark, of getting to the fourth or fifth game. Yeah, I mean, that that's a fair point. And if... If Foles is ready, if things go badly in one quarter of football when the Bears open up the season, hopefully in Detroit, when where they're supposed to open up the season, where, of course, Trubisky usually plays very well, as we know, mm-hmm. for whatever it's worth. But, yeah, if, if it goes haywire in the first quarter and he throws a pick and their offense is anemic, is Foles ready to, to pop in at that point? I mean, you can't. If, if he's not, he's not, you know, I mean, you can't, I mean, that, that would be even worse. I don't think you just make a change for the sake of a change at this point. I just don't know um, if Foles is capable of getting caught up that quickly with this training camp, however it looks. And let's just say, hell, like I said, even if there's just two preseason games, that ain't enough. So I don't know how what, what Nick Foles' powers are. Maybe there's things I don't know about him in terms of his readiness. And uh, and I think a lot of it, too, is going to come up to Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy is going to have to probably simplify further. So this probably, this probably bodes well for the run-the-ball crowd because he, there's no way. I mean, look, he started taking chunks out of the playbook last year halfway through the season, 
Now, <laughs> with a compromised offseason, yeah. he's going to have to do it further, man. I mean, he's going to have to do that. So, you know, I, I guess I'm kind of going in circles here with the argument because maybe that would bode well for Foles, that he could come in. But but again, it's about tendencies with wide receivers and can can they play catch together and can does does Nick Foles know what Anthony Miller is going to do on a play? Does he understand that Allen Robinson is open when he's not even open? Um, you know, does he understand the speed of Ted Ginn Jr.? I mean, everybody's got to learn Ted Ginn Jr. So there's a lot, man. There's a lot to it. But I, I am comfortable in thinking that it is Trubisky to begin the season. At Detroit, Steve. At Detroit. At Detroit. Uh, the And at home against the Giants. The profile again about Nick Foles is such that he's he's only worth anything when he comes off the bench. He's not worth anything as a starter. His yep. best stuff has come at, in relief, just showing up. And it's, and it's come with the Eagles where they have actual tight ends as opposed to what the, the Bears have. The, that's a big difference. And yet, let me, let me put it this way, because you make a really good point about trying to learn the offense. But compare and contrast for our audience, Mark Grody, Nick Foles not knowing the Bears offense versus Mitch Trubisky not knowing opposing defenses. And that's the part where you hope, and maybe it's a leap of faith, you hope that Trubisky has gotten better at that, that he does go to the next level. Because this is, like I've said, this is kind of last call for both of these quarterbacks in terms of their <laughs> oh, starting. Great. No, I mean, like, like okay. Whoever doesn't, whoever doesn't start this season for the Bears is may not have another season where they begin a, te- a year with an NFL season where they are the starting quarterback. Will they both start again in their career? Absolutely, no matter what. It's just the way the NFL works. Trubisky's going to be in this league for a long time. I just don't know that either the one that loses this quarterback competition will ever go into a season in their career again where they're not the backup. Um, uh... you know? So, yeah, and... It, it's look. It's always possible with you know guys turning their careers. Chris Tannehill. I mean, we have Chris Tannehill. Uh, Ryan Chris Tannehill. Tannehill turned his career. That's for around. you, Chris. That's yes, for you. Is Tanny on the Bears That's now? That's for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, could he be worse at quarterback than Trubisky? He's so good at audio that they said, you know what? Maybe that translates to the football field. Yeah, sure. I'd give but, him a shot. But anyway, but anyway, I, I look. It, there, there's just. One of these two quarterbacks is going to, you know, they're, they're, it's going to be a journey. I mean, it's already been a journey for Nick Foles, you know. I mean, he's he's been mm-hmm. around. And he did have one year where he started in the Chip Kelly regime where they had that crazy offense clicking uh, for seven or eight games until he got injured. So he did thrive once in his life as a okay. starter. But generally speaking, you're right. He's a terrific, terrific closer and one of the great backup quarterbacks of all time, being that he – won a damn Super Bowl and was the MVP of it. He's Mark Rohde. I'm Steve Rosenblum. We're broadcasting live from our versions of the Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. We uh, we have planned today, we will talk with my former colleague, Casey Johnson. Uh, we're talking about the, the NBA, what it plans to do in the bubble, outside of the bubble. Chicago was viewed as a hub for the the embarrassing eight, I guess we'll call them, for a tournament of losers. And there's nobody understands why they would want to do this, except for maybe the, the new regime for the Bulls. We will talk to KC about that. We will also do, what are you doing, Wagner? Yeah. And um, it's a big day for anniversaries, you know? It's a, there's, there's, a lot of anniversaries right here this day, yesterday, right around this week. This is this is a big time. The, really? Um, I, I have not been informed by my sports historian, Dan Dorfman, about anniversaries. So I'm looking forward to you educating me, and now I'm mad at my sports historian, Dan Dorfman, for not alerting sleep, me to these things. Sleeping on the job. Well, yeah, oh, some are God. sports and some are just culture, and we will get to that. Now, our, our text zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com. And a 708 texter brings up a point 
What happens when an NFL team has an entire position group or room test positive? Are they even the Bears without all their wide receivers, defensive backs, offensive line? That's an excellent question. Tyler Bray. It's one that we will one we will bring up and discuss and kick around based on what we know and what football players are likely to do in that situation. So we'll do that after a break. We are produced by the Trash Panda, and as part of What Are You Doing, Wagner, we will have a Trash Panda update. And I just, I, I just cannot wait to hear what happens with the woodland varmints that are that are terrorizing the Studzinski homestead down there yes. somewhere south. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody. We're hoping you're having a lovely holiday. You finally get the chance to spend some time at home. (laughs) Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast i thought this was america huh isn't this america i'm sorry i thought this was america okay it's america america Fourth of July on Merca. Fourth of July on 670 the score. Chicago Sports Radio. Mark Grody, Steve Rosenblum, Saturday Suckage. We suck so you don't have to. And uh, we suck so you're uh, quarantined. I don't know, you get to spend some time at home on this Fourth of July enjoying this holiday. Be safe. Stay away from people. Wear a mask. That's what works. So... Earlier, uh, last, at the end of last segment, Mark, we were, the texture brought up the idea of, you know, how many, when an entire room gets taken out. And you saw it today with a baseball report. We'll get to it later. Kelly Kroll, formerly of NBC Sports Chicago. Now she is down south. She is reporting on the Atlanta Braves. Manager Brian Snitker said four players, including Freddie Freeman, tested positive, and that the players wanted their names released, allowed their names to be released to show others this is this thing this is real. Don't mess around. So it happens to Braves best hitter, their closer. There you go. So if it happens to a Bears room and suddenly you get taken out your your receivers are not there. Now what's gonna what's gonna happen? Here's a scenario that was presented by ESPN injury analyst Stefania Bell that NFL players could be fined for breaking corona, coronavirus-related protocols. So you're going to find players for doing it. 
But Dr. Zachary Binney, who is from Football Outsiders, retweeted with this, that he worries counterintuitively finding players could make things worse as it disincentivizes honest reporting that makes contact tracing easier. For example, four defensive linemen go out to a bar. This sounds like the opening line of a joke, right? Yeah, four totally. defensive linemen go out to a bar, one test positive a few days later. Maybe there's a game coming up this week. Does he name the other three if they face a fine or face being face any kind of discipline? And we know football players, they'll grab their ankles if they think they've had a concussion. That's what they've been taught to do. So, you know football players. What do you think of this situation? Finding players that, for that, that could take out an entire room. Did you say finding players? Finding them, and then they'd have yeah, to, you of course. know, a player I mean, gets caught, then they'd have to name names, so players wouldn't want to name names. Nobody wants to be disloyal to a yeah. teammate. Nobody's going to name names, but, I yeah, or, if you go outside the protocol, if you do something to put yourself and and subsequently your team in jeopardy, then, yeah, isn't that, am I missing something? Or it's a no-brainer, right? You find find the guy. if you That's breaking team rules. So you have to be disciplined if, if in some way. If you can catch him, but if he, if he wasn't the only one breaking team rules. All right, who else is with you? Oh. That's the question. Well, see, no no player is going to rat uh-huh. out another player. That's just – so I guess that's your point. But in terms of contact tracing, which is important, is as important as wearing <laughs> a mask so you can see where, the, where it was being yeah. So you think there would be guys that might stay oh. on the field that have it. It, I guess if they passed the temperature test or whatever they do, they or they were yeah. with somebody, they were in contact, maybe it doesn't affect them for a couple of days. Uh, who knows? Maybe they go out on a Friday. The game's on Sunday. Nothing's going to show up maybe for a couple of days. But, but one guy gets caught, and he's got to sit out Friday, Sunday's game. You get fined, and maybe it's maybe it's a second time. Maybe there's an elevator clause in the number of times you you get caught or you violate coronavirus you know it should take only once to to violate coronavirus protocol rules there is no team there's no team within a team there's no locker room that should allow it to happen once from anybody if it happens more than once i i if you're a coach would you take that player off the team or only depending how good he was (laughs) i think you'd have to i don't think this is like a time where you can mess around if a guy like egregiously breaks protocol breaks rules then you gotta you gotta bounce them or do whatever it is that you're going to do with any player in any sport when they break the protocol if they get it innocently then that's a different story but if you are blatantly breaking the rules then that's bad and i guess it's good then that there have been like, like you said about Freddie Freeman coming out and wanting to be open about it to letting young players know that it's real and you can get it and and when you have it you will be unable to play you will feel like crap so yeah this thing's for real you know the Tommy Hadovy thing to a different degree Uh, but yeah and then I think it's it's helpful for for players to know what what it feels like what it is and let it be a warning guys are gonna get it guys are gonna get it uh but just do what you got to do to not get it and if you break those rules then you, then there's consequences now more than ever you know a texter 847 texter responding to something from the last segment chris Tannehill, the first quarterback to wear number 83 83 that's excellent that's excellent so let me ask you what you think about this if you um you, if you had season tickets, if you were going to go to a Bears game, now you're going, uh, if they let you go, whatever the situation turns out to be. The NFL, there was a report the NFL wants fans to sign COVID-19 waivers. We heard baseball baseball writers and, and reporters, anybody going into Wrigley yesterday had to sign a waiver. So the NFL wants fans to sign COVID-19 waivers. So the in my world, if you... The NFL doesn't care about you. You can come on in, give us your money. That's the only thing the NFL cares about. They don't really care if you stay healthy. There'll be more people to stay healthy. There'll be more people to die for for the dollars that we need. 
I, I don't know how you go ahead with that. I don't know how that ever becomes. I mean, you can ask or demand fans sign a waiver. I don't know what your legal rights are, but ethically or morally, or if you were a fan, would you go into Soldier Field but have to sign a Would you want to go in there if the NFL is saying, oh, you have to sign a waiver, death, death might await, and you can't hold us liable? I wouldn't, not as a fan, but you know what? There's a demographic no, that will. hard pass. Yeah. Hard pass. Hard, hard pass. pass. But there, there is a demographic. It's called nine, between 19 and 23 years old, man. They will, they will still, they will max out with their, with fans there because that's a demographic that would be cool. Like I, I, when I was 19 through 20, I probably would not have had a problem signing a waiver. Um, so. Yeah, you're just going to have a different demographic there for sure. You're not going to have you're not going to have families. You're not going to have the old season ticket holders that are going to go to football games and have to sign a waiver. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'll do what I have to do to report. I will. I will sign a waiver to stand on the sidelines if that's what it comes down to. But that's because it's my job and I'd want to, and that's a chance I'm willing to take. But yeah, as a fan, at this at this point in my life, probably not. Grody, I'm with you. 18 to 23 year olds are morons. And when I was 18 to 23, <laughs> I would have signed that waiver in a heartbeat. Yeah. Now that I'm older and much wiser, nah, no, absolutely not. No way. Now that you've evolved into a full trash panda, there's no way. <laughs> full grown. Yeah, you're a full grown trash panda. There's no way you would sign that waiver. But yeah, man, uh, you know, it probably, I'll even extend the demographic to like 27. You probably, plenty of people will still go and be willing to, to take that chance because, come on just a cold so they're going to be fine i i think between pictures we've seen in the last two weeks and the numbers that there are a lot of people who would go to football games in florida texas arizona (laughs) california Uh and lake and lakeview there's a whole lot of pictures of chicago (laughs) and just it's lakeview Welcome to Schmucktown. I mean, you just—I don't get it. You, you can go there. I guess wear a mask. I would if I have to sign a waiver. That's 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 raising the bar way too high, because we haven't even really talked about where's the and listening to inside the clubhouse and Spiegel used a really good dis, word phrase for a description. What's the at what point is the what's the death knell for the season? How many play and. And you have to discuss somebody dying. We're talking about players dying, coaches dying. Somebody might catch it and die. We've seen over 130,000 deaths in the United States from this. And it seems like nonsense to think that everyone in sports will somehow survive, even if they get it. The numbers, the statistics, the odds, the probabilities tell you, no, they won't. And if a player if a player died, let's say a player died in baseball this year, they'd stop, right? They'd have to stop. Like you would hope so. I, I, but is that what it takes? That's why I say they're not, they're not going to finish. I just think that the the sports has a microcosm for a lot of things. That when all of these people get together, even in the best of circumstances, I could expect the worst because look what we've. Look what we've seen around the world. And we've seen the United States being one of the, the most undisciplined countries, if not the most undisciplined country. The people aren't welcome, the Americans aren't welcome to enter other countries because our numbers keep spiking. Now, sports if sports has an answer to this, that would be phenomenal for the reasons of humanity, whether the rest of America wants to follow it or not. But when you see public events where people are just not wearing masks, a minority of people are wearing masks, I just, I, I just see trouble ahead. I give, I give the sports credit for starting, for Matt Nagy trying to figure out how he's going to run this, this quarterback competition for baseball. Like you said, they're playing baseball, and it really looked like little league yesterday. The picture of Chris Bryant showing up, walking in the door, uh, you know, off the street, holding up his glove. Hi, I got my glove. That's yeah. what I, I'm going to play baseball now. And we'll go to Dairy Queen afterwards, but we won't eat there. We'll just we'll go to the drive-thru. We'll have contact contactless purchasing at 
at um, Dairy Queen. That's what it looked like, and that's great. And there were the sounds of sounds of baseball. I I, I want to see them go ahead with it. I just see all kinds of trouble, and I don't know where. I want it. It to really is like somebody a, dying. It really is like a traveling team in baseball, isn't it? Sixty uh-huh. games, and they're just they're sure. keeping semi-local with their travel. I mean, they're keeping it regional, so it is. It is exactly like a tra- And then and then it goes and then it goes T-ball when they put a guy on and they run Johnny out to second base to start extra innings in each half. Innings. Like I. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm so down with good. it, but it, yeah. it's not even little league. It's t-ball. It's t-ball. Right. Like it's getting dark out. We've got to get this game over with. So let's just. One of the dads walked Johnny out. He's been sitting on the bench the whole game. You're gonna, you're gonna stand here on second base, and then you're just gonna run. You're just gonna run when the ball is hit in the outfield and try to score so we can all get out here and get to Dairy Queen and then get to bed. Hey guys, speaking of Little League, my youngest nephew hit his first home run in the game this week, so I just want to throw that out there. Little TP! Little Trash Panda! Nice! That's that's great. Doesn't everybody hit a home run in T-ball? Isn't that the way it goes? This was this well, is he, No, this isn't... He's not doing T-ball anymore. He's, he's graduated past T-ball. What's his name? So is Tristan. it coach, pitch, and player? And I'm sorry, say again? I don't know if they're doing the kids pitching at this point. I'm not entirely sure. But Tristan mm-hmm. is his name. Is he a is he a Studzinski? No, he's my sister's kid, so he doesn't have the okay. Studzinski name. Tristan, congratulations! May there be many more. And I, you know, Uncle Adam, he's pretty ripped, man. So I'm guessing that this kid's got an athletic future. Oh, you just my oldest nephew is more athletic than me already. He's 13, that? and he's yeah, he's gonna he's a, primarily a catcher on his baseball team. He's really good. He's pretty good at soccer too, and he's my retirement plan because I'm gonna be his uh, media guy when he gets into the majors. Can I, I get in sister. on that retirement plan? Is it possible I could can hook? Can you send me the papers for that? I'll get you something. <laughs> you can be my assistant. Because right now my only retirement plan is this uh, crusty old World Series ring I got. Mm-hmm. Hey, that'll which, that'll bring a pretty penny. The Cubs won the World will. Series last night, Mark. <laughs> What's that? The Cubs won the World Series last night. Yes, they did. How about that fourth pitch of the game against Corey Kluber and Fowler hits a home run? That was something. Oof. Speaking of Dexter Fowler, he had issues this week. Yeah, he did. We, we should discuss Dexter Fowler and the World Series thing because there's something I came across knowing it was um, it, there's one of the anniversaries. We'll talk about it now. I guess we'll drop these in, in and around. But there was Wait. an anniversary anniversary this week and um and the the um cubs winning the world series was part of it and dexter fowler yeah that's the only leadoff home run in game seven right leadoff home run in game seven yeah. of the world series that that is it. fourth pitch of the game man against the clubs i mean it wasn't so, just anybody or was yeah. it the fourth pitch of the game i think it was the fourth pitch of whatever the game. first batter we know that all right we'll take a break we'll come back about something that um happened this week that um we will talk about I'm Steve Rosenblum, he's Mark Rohde, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Welcome in, welcome back. Happy 4th of July, happy safe 4th of July. Wear a mask and stay away from fireworks because they tend to go haywire and sideways and that can be dangerous. Saturday suckage here, Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde with you. Many anniversaries at this time. One of them, Mark, was 35 years ago yesterday and you better crank up your flux capacitor back to the future was released ah now on the heels of yesterday same friday the score the radio station you're listening to the very one which featured the voice of mark grody the guy on the other end of this broadcast reporting from cleveland in Game 7 of the World Series. The re- the uh, sequel to... The score played it last night. The Cubs won the World Series in 2016. The sequel to Back to the Future, which was in 1989, that was the movie that predicted the Cubs would win the 2015 World Series. That's right. That was where you saw it. And What are you looking at, butthead? 
Thank you very much. And, and if it wasn't for those dreadful Mets, they might have. Yeah. Well, I went back to look at, to, to got into a, went down a rabbit's hole of Back to the Future 1 and 2 and all this and came up with uh, a Hollywood Reporter interview with Bob Gale after the Cubs won Game 7 of the 2016 World Series. He is the screenwriter. He worked with Robert Zemeckis, who is the director of that movie. And this is how that whole thing came to be for starters. Dale said, Gail said, we wanted to come up with something that would motivate Marty McFly to go get a sports almanac and think about using the information from his 30-year time-traveling trip to make money. So we tried to think of the most ridiculous and unbelievable <laughs> sports event that we could think of and that was the Cubs winning the World Series. So that's, that's how that happened. And it started as a 100 to 1 shot in the movie. And so other items from that, now they're asking, when, when the Cubs won, Bob Gale, the screenwriter, called Bob Zemeckis, the director, and said, will this joke ever be funny again? Because they missed it. They almost, called it almost exactly, and now it's done. I didn't know this. Bob Zemeckis, the director of Back to the Futures, attended games four and five in Wrigley Field of that World Series. How about that? What year again did Back to the Future come out? What was the exact year? 35 years ago. I can't do the math. All yeah, that's I what I was asking. Somebody to do ago, the math. Friday. You got so, a calculator there, Trash Panda? What, what's, what was, was it 35 70, years? 85? Yeah, it would be Just look up what year did Back to Okay, that's really easy. Just no, all right. So the, no, the reason I ask is because I thought it was right around there. Like, the, it's a good joke. It's it, it's it's fun to make fun of the Cubs. I get it. But that was actually a really good time for the Cubs organization. Like '84 was one of the yep. most memorable seasons. I mean that 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 in part made Wrigleyville what it is today. 1984. Now in '85 every single damn pitcher on the Cubs starting staff was injured and they went down the tubes and the Mets ended up doing what they did. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't like a really bad, horrible time for the Cubs. But I get it. I get it. I'm just, uh, I'm picking nits here. I get it. I, I That's fine. Then when the, the sequel came out, it was 89, right? And there they are the, in the playoffs the, against the, the Giants. Yeah, Will and Clark smacking Will around. Yeah, he started parting Matt. Mitch Williams' hair, and then that's when everything, everything went the wrong way. So Jerome Walt. It turns out that Bob Gale, the screenwriter of Back to the Future 2, is a Cardinals fan. So he had even more... Good God! Even more joy at the idea of writing that joke and being off in 2015. I mean, then 2015, he goes, uh-oh, and they beat his Cardinals. So he was. He looked at it like, okay, the if if the Cubs lose, people will still laugh at the joke. If the Cubs win, he looked at it like an almost perfect prediction. So that was what <laughs> came out of that. Um, and here's so so we 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 replayed Game Seven here on the score and yesterday, and the Cubs won again. Uh, they keep winning that one World Series. And Dexter Fowler, as you noted, hit that leadoff home run. And hit that home run that, um, that the first leadoff home run in a game seven. And then here's Dexter Fowler is talking about going back into playing baseball this week as the Cardinals set up in Bush Stadium. And he says he can't wait to get back to St. Louis home of the best pizza is he trolling us when he says that it's 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 a dangerous game that he's playing wrong 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 yeah it's a dangerous game <laughs> that he's playing there and and what's really and Dave Miska retweeted that and retweeted blink if you're in danger <laughs> it's a great line that's just that's that's i don't know it, it is 
Um, he's got to be trolling. I mean, yeah, it, that's that's just. I, a I don't know silly how you come thing. from Chicago to St. Louis and you, so that's ketchup on cardboard with, um, you know, a, a fake-looking cheese. Fake Who want to play in St. Louis? So boring. <laughs> there you go. That's that's KB the way for works. life. KB for life. By the way, yeah, that game as painful as the. The Rajay Davis home run in the eighth inning is the two always runs. is for you. I think people need to know this. Well, of course. I mean, yeah, it's painful as it is for everybody. I mean, come on, that was a terrifying moment, and I think terrifying is the proper word to use there against Chapman to tie the game. The one, the other terrifying moment is because you forget everything else. You forget some of the the quote unquote little things, and this wasn't a little thing, but. The one of the other most painful parts of that game was in the fifth inning when Lester comes in and he throws a wild pitch and not just one man scores, but two men score. I don't know if you remember that moment, Steve. Yes. A wild pitch where two, like, was, all of a sudden it goes from 5-1 to 5-3. And that was almost as terrifying as the Rajay Davis two-run homer. Just needed to... No, I was. Remember I, I remember that. that yelling at Joe Madden, "Do not do it," and I think I was yelling as loud as as uh, Kyle Hendricks was into his glove when Madden goes out with um, in the <laughs> two outs in the fifth inning, yelling into his glove. He's got a five run, five to one lead, and Madden was insistent on sticking to his plan. Only he didn't. He couldn't give give Lester a clean inning. So here's a guy coming in situation he's not used to he's got men on base and bounces one and david ross can't save him and there you go two runs now i remember that but then you know what i noticed in listening to the last inning yesterday where i knew carl edwards jr started the bottom of the 10th with the cubs holding a two-run lead and i forgot he got the first two outs and i oh my god Oh my God! This 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 looks even worse. This is even scarier. This is how pants get filled. This is how you lose your water, because there were two outs, one out, and Pat Pat Hughes said two things that were speaking using the word terrifying. One is, the Cubs are one out away for the most important victory in franchise history. Ooh. Okay. Earlier he had said. Um, the Cubs, go, and when they go to the bottom of the 10th, he had mentioned they had a three-run lead earlier, three innings earlier. And it's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is, this, these are the things that would show up in the documentary when they make the, the fateful franchise. They, kill the, they, they, put the, they euthanize the Cubs franchise had they lost that game. And Rajai Davis was coming up in that inning, by the way. Oof. And it was just like, oh, I forgot Carl Edwards Jr., Got the first two outs. Do you know where Carl Edwards? Do you know where C.J. Edwards is pitching now? Um, California Penal? No, that's that's Ricky Vaughn. Rick Vaughn. That's Ricky Um, Vaughn, right? No, I don't. Seattle. He is in Seattle. Is he really? Yeah. Is he really? Yeah. And then the guy who finished it, Mike Montgomery. Okay, Mike. You're a starter now with the Kansas City Royals. You're going to get the ball every fourth or fifth or sixth day, however they're doing in KC this year. So. Yeah. Okay. Wonder how. Many but yeah, you'd forgotten gonna... that CJ did I've... the first two, got the first two outs. Yeah, I knew he started the inning. I knew he didn't finish. I knew Montgomery threw the key green ball, uh, ground ball, and and never was a Miguel Montero hit bigger. Looking back on it, it was just. You think one run's going to be enough in extra innings in this? And oh my God! So, so I knew Montgomery finished it, but I forgot he got the first two outs. And there's Ron Coomer, our buddy Coom Dog, talking about throw. Yeah, Edwards in there. He's throwing strikes. He's spotting his pitches. He's just rearing back and going. Oh no! Now it's all going to go bad. Now it's all going to go bad. I'm going to turn the radio off. I don't need to relive this because I know how it turns out. And uh, that was hey. that was quite a thing. Butterfly effect. How, how does Carl Edwards Jr.'s career change if he gets that last out? Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, is he the Cubs closer heading into the season? Is Craig Kimberly even on the Cubs? 
Like you just well, wonder money, like, how little things Kim- affect life. Kimbrel and Brendan Morrow money. Okay, if that's so, where are they if they're not buying up those guys? Right. Where are the so Cubs? That's a really like good in terms point. of. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a whole money line. Is, is Nicholas Castellano still here? Because you know, Ooh. Tom Ricketts is is you know they're poor, they're poverty stricken. Those billionaire Rickettses, they can't afford <laughs> Nicholas Castellanos. It's really, and major league owners just embarrass themselves. You know, I just don't remember how we're we're biblical losses. We got well maybe for one year, but you had biblical gains for ten years. That's what that money was for. And you want the players to bail you out, but you never cut them in on the biblical gains. So you have biblical losses. That's the way a business works. Some people go out of business. I said before, teams fold, teams fold. That's You're supposed to run your business like business. And, well, we're not going to be able to do this. We won't have fans. We have, Now all of a sudden they're talking about letting fans in. They're going to put fans in the rooftops. Really? How are you going to social distance on a rooftop? Allow two people in, four people. Right? You just there's no reason to trust baseball owners. And by the way, you've have you been on a rooftop, Mark? Have you ever been? On I a have. Game? I've done. Yeah, I've done the the rooftop experience, which really just turns into being inside the bar uh, and not really spending a lot of time watching the game on the rooftop because there are luxury bars to go to, and you know. Okay, imagine people having to be six feet apart in that area and wear masks as they're cheering. Now how many people could you put in there compared to the number? How many people did you see filling that place when you went? And how many people now could you put in if they were to observe social distancing? Uh, like eight. Uh, like eight people. Eight people. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to open a rooftop for eight people if you're playing yeah. by the rules. Yeah. But there's no reason to believe a baseball owner would play by the rules. You can't trust them. No, there's, there's no doubt. And somehow, uh, Reds ownership can afford everybody this year. They can afford Nick Castellanos and add that to the Votto money and the Suarez Strope. money. And, and Strope. Strope. Pedro. Strope. 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 there and, and Sonny Gray and Trevor Bauer and Castillo. I mean, they, they got the all-star team this year. I don't know if the Reds are going to, if it'll pan out the way it's supposed to but they they ain't playing they ain't playing and they got some good young players too right you know what we'll we'll have to talk about the reds i i can't believe an opportunity was missed the way it was and we'll do that um later next hour but after a break we're going to talk about the nba's plan both for real basketball teams and teams like the bulls that are just fake and probably should not be allowed to ever show up on the court again and why their leadership is doing what it is or not doing what it should be doing. We will talk with Casey Johnson of NBC Sports Chicago, formerly of the Chicago Tribune, my colleague there, and we're going to figure out what's real, what might happen, what won't, and anything else he knows on the embarrassing eight of which the Bulls are one. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody. We're Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.